from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindell, and Bill George. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden and uh, Bill George in the studio. Diego behind the glass. Diego uh, under glass. What? What are you? What are you mumbling I, about I'm, over I'm here? I'm just you, going back. Ba, 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 ba. Last weekend, we were leaving here, and what was going to happen? End of the world. No, oh, come on. Armageddon. What was supposed to happen after the show last week? Thunder and lightning. Listen. Barbecue. Yes, yeah, close. Getting close. Chicken a la king. What? I don't know. You have the memory. Uh, how do you find your way back out of the woods? Who are you and how'd you get in the studio? <laughs> Diego is going to go cook some of his pig. Oh, that. I already well, know how on. that went. Uh, what? You're not, what? You're trying to surprise me? No. Did you get the info? Did you already know? No. Oh, I did so not you want you want to get to what was how was the uh, how was the feast last weekend? I went well. Like I said, one family showed up. Uh, the pork, the meat itself was nice. It was very very good, very tender, very. It was good meat, but the recipe we used was okay. Contrary to popular belief, it's not made out of Kahlua the liquor, like you told me. Right. It's named after the island, so yes. there's no Kahlua liquor in it, <laughs> but it's just. Um, Sea salt, it's supposed to be Hawaiian sea salt, but we just use regular sea salt, and then we put it in the banana leaves and let it slow cook. That was it. No other spices besides salt. Uh, it was like a wine salt. It was a wine sea salt. My daddy used. Oh, really? And then we used this thing called liquid smoke to smoke yeah. it you, to make it have that smoky taste. We, we got to get you some recipes, please, because I mean. Did you cook it in the fire, or did you put it in the oven? Which, uh, well, we just put it in the oven. In the oven? I told my dad, let's dig a hole, but he was like, nah, we can't dig a hole. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Look, dad's always, dad's always holding you back. I'll do it my way. Yeah, that's all good. So other fixings to go with the pork, what'd you have? It Plantains. was uh, pineapple fried rice, so it was just uh, white rice, cilantro, uh, so you went all out over this Hawaiian theme thing, didn't you? Yeah, of course. So it was uh, the Kahlua. We had a luau. We had some tiki torches. Really Everybody awesome. Was dancing some luau in the back. Very cool. Is that what you needed to know, Bill George? Yeah, I was just curious how it went. Did you just cook one ham, or did you do like a backstrap? What did which which portions of the swine did you uh, cook? It was one of the legs. It was actually the leg that I shot the side. That was the first piece we cooked. Okay. So my uncle, he came over, he, he cut front. it up, and he, he sliced it up. He removed all that um, mm -hmm. coagulated blood is what the, he was saying. All right. And then a few days later, we cooked it. Nice. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do with the rest of it? Uh, I, I don't want to plan it out like a party every time. I just kind of want to. No, no, no. It. You just need but to turn I, around. Uh, we want to make sausages, and we don't have the 
the coverings, and I don't know where to buy them. You guys oh, that, that, that's easy. That's easy. Wait a minute. You want to talk about processing it yourself? Then you need to talk to Bill George. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when it comes to the grind and all that other stuff like that, Bill's your boy on that. If not, take what's ever left over and go to Zero Go boy. to Al's. Al's Wild Meats down south and drop it off, and uh, he'll turn it into whatever you want it to be. And, I mean, bratwurst, uh, breakfast sausage, hot Italian sausage, whatever, uh, meat sticks. I mean, any of that kind of stuff. But any of those big uh, hams and things like that, you really should uh, just take the time and if uh, I never debone mine because I always I'm one of those who thinks that the bone adds a little bit of flavor there, especially when you get a little bit closer to it. It seems to taste a lot little little bit better. But something where you could uh, put it on a grill. Do you got a grill? Does Dad got a grill? You got a grill type thing? Yeah, we got a we got a barbecue grill outside. Okay, well there's certain ways where you can do it on that too in a slow, controlled environment. Is it a charcoal or is it gas? Uh, it's gas. Gas. Eh, gas is a little more easier to regulate the temperature and stuff, but uh, there's easy ways to put, you know, baking sheet in there with some chips and some smoke and keep it at a certain temperature. You could do it in there. Take a little longer. There's so many different recipes he could do. We'll have to turn around and have you do one as the mojo pork. If Let him do that. All you have to do is take that piece of meat, put it in the oven, with a, a little bit of mojo seasoning. A little bit means Co- a lot. Cover it. Let it slow cook for about four or five hours at about 250. It'll come out falling apart. That'd be nice. Falling apart. Better yet, I know you like to wait a while. If you can get a big Ziploc bag or a, or something and put that meat in there and pour that mojo in it, zip it up, put it in the back of the refrigerator, leave it in there for about a week. Then you don't have to do you anything but take it out. don't need to do that. Oh, dude. Then you just take it out. Pat it down, stick it in the oven, do your thing. So easy peasy. Then we have a couple other recipes. I'll work. I'll work on getting you a list. You can try a couple different ones and then tell us what you think. Solid. <laughs> Maybe I had I had to turn around and mix them up a <laughs> custom blend. I'll I'll see if uh, next weekend, as you uh, somewhat remembered, I will not be here. Really? I will have Carlos coming in. He's uh, used that recipe before the Bill George recipe. The Puerto Rican pig powder. And loves it. Loves yeah. that stuff. It's uh, he, he, I mean, that's a Cuban kid from way back, and he's like, dude, you got to make me some more of that stuff. I need it. I turned around. I fed that at turkey camp, and I also hauled some up to Pennsylvania, some, some pork that I kicked in that. The people up in Pennsylvania said, man, if they all tasted like that, how are there any left? Well, you'd be shocked and surprised how many are left. <laughs> Because but. they're uh, seem to be uh, going nowhere. Uh, I know that um, I just read a story. Where was it in Missouri? Where they were uh, bragging about how many hogs they actually took off the off of uh, state land last year. What was it? Uh, the it- official the official count uh, according to the Missouri uh, Department of Natural Resources, their DNR. The Missouri Feral Hog Elimination Partnership, that's what they're calling it, uh, killed and eliminated 10,495 feral hogs from Missouri last year in 2019 and will increase the efforts in 2020 as multiple agencies work together to eliminate feral hogs 
from the state. Eliminate. Eliminate completely. Missouri will be the very first state to eliminate <laughs> feral hogs after they've gotten established. Now, you got to remember, they're doing a partnership. Now, this is funny because I, I don't know if these guys Who's are. Who's all in partnership? I don't know if these guys are shooting them as well or they're just reporting back where they see them so someone else can handle it. But they're also participating in the uh, efforts are the U.S. Forest Service, the, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation, the USDA, which is always a great thing, AFIDS Wildlife Services, USDAWS, and LAD Foundation. I don't know what that is, but all of them are supposedly working together to uh, eliminate feral hogs within the state. And the main reason and the, the numbers that they're using to do this with, ground trapping. Really? Ground trapping. And you know, Well, it's easier to trap them on the ground than in the tree. That is true. But you got to remember, if you don't get them all in, if you don't get the entire sounder in in one fell swoop, those other five that you just educated will never step foot in anything that looks like that again. And the other ones, since they're going to be the boss hogs from now on, every little schult, every little pig that follows them, as soon as he goes and moves, they're going to go and move. He ain't going to trust it. They ain't going to trust it. You've just educated every single one of them. Come up with a better solution, Bill George, while we're during the break, okay? Send in the dollar. Da, da, da. Here we go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. talking with a friend of mine and what did they say said a woman had hurt his pride oh welcome back everybody it is the big and wild outdoors Braden and jonathan uh are not in the studio today so Braden and uh, bill george are in the studio today actually i got a text from jonathan they're out running around looking for diaz this morning they're out for looking deer. for some diaz hmm? yeah what, what, what's wrong with that right now up there i think a little cool weather coming they're going to be out there. They can feel it. They're going to be out there trying to freshen some stuff up. And this should be starting to get closer to right up there. It's amazing to think that, isn't it? Since we've had uh, deer season going on in the state since, what, July? Well, they're just <laughs> they're just going to start rutting around my house. Yeah, well, that's that's true, too. But it's a green swamp area. It's a little later than everywhere else. Speaking of deer uh, and things and stuff like that, did you see the... Uh, the picture I put up on our Big and Wild page of the mountain lion chasing the uh, deer. I did. The, where they got it on camera. That mountain lion going after the uh, doe, which I thought was very interesting. But, uh, you know, it's a great little action shot. You know, the, that doe is really diggity, diggity, you know, get, trying to get away. And then the look on those on that mountain lion's face, you know, they always have that look of extreme concentration when they're in that pursuit mode like that. Their eyes never come off their prey. They're calculating how can they shave that corner. I'm telling you, man, it's 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 an amazing shot, but <laughs> as a shooter, as a hunter, the thing that caught my eye was, dude, how far is that shooting house away from the feeder? That's got to be a 300-yard shot average. It's amazing what, what different people see in the same picture. <laughs> it's like, I was like, dude, who gets that one? It's like, 
hey, Bill, we're going to put you over in the A3 blind today. Oh, man, come on. That's a 300-yard shot every single time, man. Yeah, but you'll like it. It's up on a hill. and You can see a lot. You can see a lot. <laughs> like, who gets drawn for that one, man? It's like, oh, God, that must really suck. Couldn't put it down here at the base of the hill. You know, no, I had to put it way up on the side of the ridge. Well, that's because the buck, he comes up and runs that ridge looking that down to see if there's any does. And oh, okay. That's, that's, they're putting it you for the shots right underneath you. I was just trying to figure out where the picture was actually taken because it looks kind of like West Texas-y, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about those rocks and all that kind of stuff. Like, I guess that could be Colorado or something, but I thought their dirt was a different color. Like I said, you notice shooting houses 300 yards away and the color of dirt. Well, I mean, it's just, <laughs> just geography, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Diego, yes, did you yes, see the picture? Yes, did you not, not, not only was there dirt, but there was rock in the dirt, and yes, so that rock. must not be Florida because it's uh, not Florida. We don't have uh, that kind of rock, here. and we don't have hills that even look like that remotely. So, I mean, and it's it's a low scrub area, so I mean, it, it could be, I guess it could be Iowa. No, no, no. Maybe you should have been on CSI. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but it's a great picture. Go check it out and uh, see and tell us what you think. Also up there, just to remind you, don't forget that coming up on February 15th out of G5 Feeding Outdoors is going to be the Kid in the Outdoors event. It's open to kids of all ages. Uh, fun for the entire family. It's going to happen, like I said, February 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They'll have target shooting, casting contests, boats, and rescue vehicles out on display uh, games of all kinds, hamburgers and hot dogs, archery demonstrations, uh, fish and wildlife, FWC officers are going to be out there on hand, marine biologists will be there, other outdoor experts are going to be there as well, and they're also going to do the uh, build a case knife uh, class where you go in there, it's two classes, one at 11, one at 1, um, they're asking for a $5 donation to attend the Kids in the Outdoor event, it's suggested but not mandatory, and all the donations will be contributed to uh, Ducks Unlimited. It's going to be out there for the Hillsborough County Ducks Unlimited chapter. That's where that money's going to go. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. I'll, next week, I'll be out chasing alligators. I was thinking, I do weird stuff. I go and wade in ponds with them, trying to trying to find them if they're stuck up in weeds, trying to hide somewhere. You're going to do that next weekend? It's going to be freezing cold. It seems that's the way they always do it, and so those alligators are hit up in the the thick weeds trying to stay warm, and I'm in there with a stick trying to poke them and get them out into the open water so the kid could snag them with a fishing pole. But uh, I was thinking about, just for the fun of it, taking a set of masks and flippers just to see what they'd think, you know, just act like I was going to go swim with them and no, tell them they have to swim and go look. <laughs> hey, Billy, put this hey. on and run down there and see if you see anything along the edge, and then I'll jump in and get him out. No. Two years ago, <laughs> two years ago, we saw one. He slid off into a little hole uh, on a creek where somebody said that a number of dogs get eaten. And so we went over there, and the kid outright walked up. We felt the alligator on the bottom of the, the, the lake or creek there it was a little open in it and he harpooned it outright 
with no hook, no anything, walked up within eight feet of it and, and zapped him. How uh, how big of a gator was this? It was about nine foot. Really? Yeah. No way. <laughs> it was it was pretty neat. That's a brave little kid. Get in there and do what you got to do, man. Go do it. Bang, so, boom, bang. Well, we so that what you're through. gonna do? You're going out to go hunting? I thought you were doing some seminar thing. No, we're hunt. doing. It's a youth. It's a youth hunt that Avon Park Bombing Range puts on the, right. the 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 base there puts it on for the youth each year, and it, it, it's a really good event. So, oh, that'll be nice. So if you turn around, I'll be doing that. But for people who want to go see that rendezvous in Homeland next weekend, there's a nominal charge to get in. But it's it's a it's a good thing to go out there and see. And you could go purchase some stuff. Or, I mean, they're making everything from homemade silverware to to bows and everything else. You could go out there and buy. But every year when I would go out to the uh, Brooksville raid. Up there, you know, to watch the reenactment. Sure. There was a husband and wife team up there who had a big giant cauldron. And it was filled with peanut oil, and they were making homemade pork cracklings up yes. there. Pork. Oh my god! You can get that. Oh my gosh! Couldn't eat them fast enough, man. Fresh made right there. You know, they'd scoop them out, put them in a bag. It was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll be over here. You guys go look at whatever. I'll be right There'll be people making kettle corn and oh, yeah. everything else. It's actually, this time of year is a big event time of year. You know, we yeah. get the snowbirds down here. You got all these visitors here. So a lot of people put on all these events. So you always have a big crowd. Strawberry Festival's right around the corner. You got the Brooksville Raid that's happening pretty soon. You got the Mountain Man Rendezvous dealio yeah. going on. There's stuff happening all over the place. Well, let me tell you. There's one that I've participated in a number of years going down there. On the 1st, February 1st, FSCA, Florida Sportsman's Conservation Association, is putting on their Youth Day event. It's, it's, I mean, they've been doing a lot of years, and they're very good at it. There will be swamp buggy rides, airboat rides. You can go out there, shoot uh, 22s, muzzleloader, shotgun. It, it, they have it all. They have it. Archery, you, you can go do everything from fishing it's it's an incredible day to go down with the kids. You're going to go, it's, Diego, It's going to be the in the Corbett. It's going to be down in the Corbett Wildlife Management area, area at the Everglades Youth Camp. Ne- on the Friday the 1st. Jan- or Saturday. Saturday, February, February 1st. 1st. Yes. Well, then you can't well, go. Well worth the Diego, trip down. Diego can't go. He's got to be here at work. Yes. All that talking and you can't even go. Pooey. Pooey. He can go. We just have to find somebody else. I he, hear you're an expert board runner. You can run the board next time. <laughs> I don't think those will be sticky darts I'll be shooting at you while you're in there. I'm bringing in my full auto paint gun. Back! I'm going to fill this wall. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay here. Stay here. What are you doing multitasking over there? Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. 
Bill George over there, technology in both hands. Got his iPad in one hand, the phone in the other. Digga, 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 digga. He's over there. Uh, what are you I'm, doing? I'm making arrangements. Is that what you're doing? Looks like you're choking on a Dorito. <laughs> that too. Hi, Blick! <laughs> Someone but, uh, give him mouth to mouth. Not me. But I'm making arrangements uh, after the show today. I'm going to go pick up uh, <clears throat> a little gun. There's a button over there. You see it, it says C-O-U-G-H on it. You just push I just I just cleared my throat. I need you need to sip a little more of that tea there, buddy? Uh, maybe. But I'm going to go. I'm going to borrow borrow a little gun. I, oh, I, I thought want... you said you were going to go play golf. I was no. not ready to go. What the? Well, no, I play golf. I haven't in a while, but I do. That's all right. Well, I don't win any tournaments, but. Participating in that evil sport. Look at you. Hey, I was a better golf ball hunter than I. I'd come off uh, usually with an extra dozen golf balls. I, in my youth, that's usually what happened. You start off with a golf game, and next thing you know, you're swimming in a pond, and you're like, dude, there's like a hundred more down here. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> but get out of that pond. Well, nice. But so yeah, af- after the show today, I'm going to go pick up uh, a gun. I want, I like hunting with a pistol some this time of year. And I'm going to go pick up a 460. Yeah, I heard, a, 460. I heard a rumor that you had uh, acquired uh, the uh, evil Pistola when you, um, do you know what barrel length you're getting on this thing, or is this, what, what are you doing? It's a larger one. What, what what does that mean? I guess overall length, it's about 14 inches. 14 inches. Where the gun. So, wait a minute. With the cylinder and. So it's probably about a nine and a half inch barrel. So nine and a half. I would say I'm. I don't know my my forty four mag, about the same size length, has a nine and a half inch barrel. So I would say Smith and Wesson's probably very nice. So that. you're going to uh, mount a scope or nothing, or nope. you're going to keep gonna it try open iron sights? sights on it. You're going to keep open hey, sights. Hey, there's there's a button for that. And now, <laughs> yeah, really. So. Uh, what ammo are you picking up and thinking about using in this beast? Well, he has some of the 200 grain ammo, and I'm he, not too sure. He, the person you're purchasing I'm, the firearm I'm, from? I'm borrowing it. I'm borrowing you're it. You're borrowing it? But I thought you were purchasing this. No. No, I'm borrowing it for a little bit. You're See thinking it? about buying? Come I, on, man. This is an easy question. Listen, yes or no? No, I mean, easy question? Yeah. I, yes or no? Are you going to buy it or not? I'm not buying it today. But you're, what is this, a test run to see if you like no. it? What? We we don't need to go into all the details. Well, why not? My wife may be listening. Oh. <laughs> I got you. Now, when you say what what ammo, you said the... Uh, 200 40, grain. 200 I guess grain? it has about 2,200 feet per second, which is a little hot out of a pistol. So that must be the FTX. Is that the one you're using with the tip? It's a pointed round? It's a pointed. Yeah. Ballistic tip type, like pointed round. Yeah. Or the SST round type thing. That's a good round. That's an awesome round. The good thing about that pistol is, dude, you can shoot three different calibers out of that thing. Three? I mean, I was starting to look at it. It's amazing all the different things that you could shoot out of there. What else could you shoot besides 45 long Colt, Casul, and 460? The Sheffield round, which is the short Colt. Yeah. Which is um, uh-huh. it's a, a forty five Colt type right. thing. Yeah. 
Forty-five so that's, short. That's an extra one. That's at least one more. And I who wants even to gotten... who wants to go spend eighty-nine dollars on a box of that stuff? Because it's hard to find. So I should make some up. There All you, you go. gotta do is take forty-five long colt, trim the case back with a hacksaw in the, no, in the backyard. Case Come on. Sit in the backyard with a hacksaw and a file. Have you never reloaded before? Yes, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Are going to cut down the brass and uh, people, make your own? W- when we started shooting some millimeter 08, people were taking 308 cartridges and necking them down. Sure. That's what you're supposed to do. No, now you just buy some millimeter 08 <laughs> cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would be curious to just to know why you would want a 45 short Colt. Why would you want to shoot that out of there? Well... Any gun, any gun, plinky, plinky, any what? gun, you got to get used to the trigger a little bit, you know, just how heavy is it. And sometimes you just don't want to be pounded when you're sitting there keeping See? track of the trigger. So you're going to be that one guy who sits in a tree stand or on the ground and actually shoots at a hog double action. You're going to actually pull through. No, and do but it, even single action, it, it turns around and. Has a feel to it. There's not much on that gun. It's pretty well, much ready know. to go. I mean, there's no slack. There's no take up or anything. Once you go, it's pretty much bang and it's done. Okay. I, I, have you not shot this thing before? No. Oh. That's why I got to go pick it up. Wait, are you going to go shoot it before you hunt with it? Please yeah. say oh, yes. Oh, my goodness sake. <laughs> Who? Oh my! Oh my! I, even oh Diego, my word. even Diego, when we took him out, we had him shoot the gun, even though I knew the gun. No, you was did. You had him shoot a twenty-two and the gun that yeah. he shot the pig with. But we wanted to make sure he was comfortable with the gun. You want to turn around and do that? Well, you're already comfortable with a gun, so you I'm should a, be able I'm to. I'm not do comfortable a... with where that side is. Have you ever shot one that size before? I shoot a seven millimeter oh eight in a pistol. That's that's nothing. That recoil uh, that that recoils. <laughs> I guarantee you, you put a four fifty four casual in your hand, shoot a three hundred grain hornady out of that bad boy, you will say that seven millimeter oh eight is nothing compared to that gun. Okay. Seriously. I don't doubt it. You're talking about a firearm that you can put out at arm's length and it'll still scope bite you. We'll see. Maybe, ask, maybe ask I guy, need you to come run the video camera. Ask the guy who actually uh, shot mine the last time. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, take this thing away from me. Get it out of my store. I don't want to ever see it again. With his Band-Aid across his brow. <laughs> <clears throat> don't ever want to see that firearm ever again. That thing is horrible to shoot. I don't like it. Uh, a while back, we were talking about Missouri, and we were talking about them being under the the uh, the cloud of, of swine invasion, as most of the states around the area are. We gave you the information on uh, who's the partnership with, uh, with uh, the state of Missouri on how they're going to eliminate the hog population. I love how they use the word eliminate the hog population. Well, they didn't use the word eradicate. Well, pretty much the same thing, just a different uh, letter at the beginning. But I thought it was... You read this, and they do this everywhere. I don't care when they found hogs in Canada, in Texas, Missouri, Wisconsin, Georgia, Alabama, all of them. It seems like they get the blanket PSA that they have to put out where they got to kill these hogs because, 
you know, they, they spread diseases that can go to dogs, to humans, you know, including brucellosis and uh, all these others. They give you this list of diseases, okay, that they have to go out there. But if you ask anybody who's dealt with hogs before, disease is usually the last thing that they're actually worried about. It's loss of not only habitat and wildlife, but it's also what they do, the destructive power of a sounder of hogs that come running through a planted field, your front yard, uh, you know, where you're farming for food, any of those kinds sure. of things. The billions of dollars of damage that they do every single year is much more of a greater impact overall than any threat from disease. They are very efficient eaters. They're very efficient at rooting and turning soil, which <clears throat> to their uh, thing is, is you know, I guess a good thing that they do well in certain areas. But now what I thought when I was, when I was reading this, the land management agencies used public recreational hunting as a primary means to eliminate the feral swine in Missouri as early as the 1990s. Until 2016, recreational hunting provided an ineffective strategy that resulted in further spread and establishment of additional populations of feral hogs. So they're blaming the hunters for spreading the hogs. The, well, the hunters cannot keep up. Well, especially when you only allow them to hunt them during regular gun season yeah. or hunting season in the state. Well, they're, I don't know about up there but down here it doesn't even take a year it was what about nine months between cycles litter cycles on a pig well it said beginning in 2016 agencies involved in a partnership uh, significantly increased feral swine hog removal efforts and put into place hunting prohibiting uh with a statewide strategy plan for feral hog elimination this has resulted in an elimination of feral swine from 116 watersheds, totaling over 2.7 million acres previously occupied by feral hogs across Missouri. So they're saying in certain areas they're being totally eliminated and they can't find them anymore, which I don't think that's true because, as no, you no, pointed no, out. No, no, They can't find them anymore. If you walk around with the blindfold on, you won't find them. <laughs> That's true. They don't have to lie. They just don't always tell you everything. And the thing is, uh, every even two feral hogs introduced into an area is a huge problem. So they're saying that these 2.7 million acres, you're going to sit there and tell me with a straight face that there's not one or two hogs on there? If you have a, hard, a hog population that's supposedly overwhelming the system out there? Because one sow can produce... Uh, can give birth to two litters of about six piglets twice a year, resulting in a population growth rate of about 166% per year. And, of course, hog populations are established in over 30 Missouri counties. Okay. So they're sitting there pounding themselves on the back for getting hunters out of the way, saying, let us handle it. And now they're telling us that 2.7 million acres are clear to hogs, but yet there's actually... 30 counties that have hogs in them. We'll talk about this more when we come back. Because I got something to say when you're done. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. 
Gonna get hoggy around here. Stick around, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, as you just heard in that last little uh, commercial break about the uh, Sportsman's Alliance, how much money, uh, I guess, the state of Missouri is not getting back in when they have the uh, feral hog problem. They, uh, they're they actually spending money, uh, tax money, to go out there and try to eliminate them on their own with help from the USDA and the MDA in Missouri. Uh, actually, if you go to their uh, website, which they actually have a on their Missouri Department of Conservation uh, they actually have a video. <laughs> Don't shoot feral hogs. Report them. Because if you shoot them, they're going to break up. Is that what it is? Yeah. You're just going to scatter them all over the place? Let them all herd up. Is that what it is? You're going to do that? Uh, of course, what they're also suggesting is if you see somebody um, releasing hogs anywhere, that, of course, what? report it. Yeah, report Release? It. Yeah, report violators to your local conservation agent. Let me tell you a story about a little place in Plant City. Let's, you know. Couple guys go up to a farmer and say, hey, you got some hogs running on your property. We'd like to go get them. He says, no, I don't want you on my property. And so they're like, we just want to help you with your hogs. Nope, I, we're we're all good. So after that, every hog those boys caught got released right onto his property. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a steady flow of hogs. <laughs> I, I guess. <clears throat> I guess it can be done. So I'm sure they're not going to want to say where they've, quote, eliminated the hogs from and whatnot. But the problem with their program is none of it's going to work by itself, okay? Hunters are not going to be efficient enough to get their problem under control, and they won't get it under the control of trapping because you have vast areas of private land holdings. You don't have public land everywhere, and you can't just go decide, hey, I'm going to go jump on somebody else's private property, set up traps, and start trapping hogs on their property and it could be it could be property that's owned by somebody who maybe not even lives in the state and may use correct it, may use it certain times of the year just for deer season or whatever and uh uh you know go out maybe once or twice a year and then it's fallow for the rest of the year and then hogs will always have a sanctuary to get to i mean you look at the deer in the suburbs you know i mean uh they deer. found sanctuary there Pigs but it's here how many how many people have built these massive developments all around conservation land, a.k.a. I can't build their land. That's right. Okay. It's a perfect <laughs> habitat. They call it conservation land, but it's 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 wetlands that we're not allowed to be building on. And so those hogs go in there. They stay in there during the day. And at night, they come out and root your couple hundred thousand dollar homes yard up. And then go right back into the conservation right area <laughs> and enjoy the day. Especially if you got a couple of oak trees in there, you know, that produce acorns a couple of times, you know, and then they'll just hang around. I, the thing that gets me about this is how they've 
literally tried to eliminate the hunter out of the equation. Uh, you're not going to sit here and tell me that they don't do anything to actually help reduce the population. Now, if they pre- adopted a rule of being able to hunt them all year round, like they eventually had to do in the state of Florida, which they had to do in Texas, which they had to do in other states, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you implement that? They're literally saying that we're going to let the government and the USDA try to handle this for us. Well, there there is a number of people who do believe that we do scatter them, and there are some people who believe they want pigs when you can hunt pigs on their property because, hey, they're fun to hunt. They're delicious to eat. So I'd like to turn around and be able to go hunt a pig. And so let me do stuff to enhance and put pigs on my property. And there's, I'm sure there's some of that going on. But... But they're there to shoot them. They're, they're not there, there to shoot them, but they, they're not there to shoot them all. They want to keep them as a perpetual supply of things to hunt. And in a state like Florida, where, hey, you can shoot a pig year-round, it's great. You get somebody come in town, want to go hunt a pig, let's go hunt a pig. Sure. I don't have to worry about deer season. I don't have to worry about, hey, you need a hunting license, you need any of that. I can just take somebody and go hunt pigs. So, and now I know they sit there and they tooted their own horn about uh, shooting or, or eliminating uh, just over ten thousand hogs uh, in the state of Missouri. What do you think our hog population uh, take every year is in the state of Florida? I have no clue. Would you think it would be more than ten thousand? Yeah. What do you think the number would be close to? Just as a guesstimate. I have I have no. Well, let's just take an average. How many hogs have you eliminated off of your property in the past year? How many did you take off last year? Well, you got one with Diego through the day I was out. Let's just say we're not making a dent in our problem either. One guy has seen a group of at least 30 together. It depends on where you're talking about now. I mean, I mean, there are guys who go out and they catch hogs. For the sport of catching hogs, they take pictures with them, they may bar them or whatever, and then turn them loose. So they don't reproduce, and eventually somebody's going to shoot that big, fat, nasty and put him on the grill. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, uh, I mean, as a as a person of on your piece of property up there. Well, last year, Carlos shot three in one sitting. That's what I'm saying. So there's six right there just between three people. So And then others in your group are on that lease. How many oh, no, there, there's there's... We probably killed at least 50, 50. On, on that property. Well, I, you know, like I know, you know, the kids at work, you know, they run out at night. They'll go out and catch four or five hogs a night, and they go out sometimes twice a week. So you look at them, their activities are going on during the day, during the night, on the weekends, all the time. That's not counting all the trappers and everything else. I would say that well over 100,000 hogs are killed in this state every single year. Oh, yeah. Easily. And we're still not putting a dent in the population? The only thing that I have found that effectively puts a major dent in a hog population is one thing. Cougars. Cougars. Down south, they have very few hogs in a lot of those places where the the panthers are prevalent. Now, to use your own words against you, 
Panther. How, how do you know that the Panthers, the Florida Panthers, aren't scattering them, pushing them farther north? Oh, maybe so, they are. So they're pushing them farther north and more and more this way. And now they'll follow, of course. They'll, they will follow them and keep pushing them. But they're not going to totally eliminate them whatsoever. It only takes two, bro. Yeah. And, and that's why if you go down and you look at some of our management areas down south, you can only shoot one hog a day and two a year. Because of what? Hey, because of the Panther, Panthers. Panthers got to have something to eat. Otherwise. Well, you also got alligators who also take their fair share of young, stupid hogs that you know decide to go over to the side and take a drink or swim across or something, and they get eliminated. And I'm sure a lot of young Schultz are, are taken out by uh, red tail hawks and things like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of predation I that mean, goes on as well. If we as a state really wanted to eliminate the hog, we would have no place that had a shoulder height limit, a, a bag limit on hogs. If we really wanted to eliminate them, we don't. At one point, the, state, you, I don't think you the still could. state here tried to make it a game animal at one point. That is true. Because they were losing out on hunting revenue. <laughs> well, the Texas finally did. You know, they, 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 they actually make you go buy one now. They didn't used to, but now they do, so... Uh, Missouri. But yet, at the same time, you could still go hunt with a, a, a semi-auto out of a helicopter. Darn right you can. <laughs> <laughs> and but you, you can shoot but as I many as you want. But I get your hunting license. <laughs> yeah, but you can go shoot as many of them as you want. There's no uh, you know, two or three limit on those bad boys. They're like, uh, go kill them. Kill them, kill them, kill them. So I, I don't understand that mentality of taking the hunter out of there. And as you pointed out, no matter what you do, wolves, panthers, People, whatever it is, once they're there and once they're established, it's kind of like the python. It's all feel good. It's all great. We love the fact that you're out there going out there and grabbing them and pulling them out of the water and out of the woods. But do you actually think that you can effectively eliminate them now that they're introduced? No. I don't think it can be done. Look at armadillos. Look at fire ants. But, I mean, how many products are on the world, you know, on the, on the shelf every day to get rid how of many, fire ants? How many government employees do you think they employ trying to eliminate them hogs yeah we're here or in missouri missouri oh i don't know there's probably at least 200 people it's a government agency being employed yeah but here at the same time and that's one of my pet peeves with fwc is we have a property right here on the other side of lakeland it is it is tenorock and they are paying to have hogs removed by trappers and yet we could have youth hunts in there. Which would be awesome. Okay. They're paying to have them removed. We own the property within the agency outright, FWC does, and we're paying to have hogs removed. And I guess in, uh, in a sense you could still have those guys do that, but you could also do youth hunts out there you as well. You could. And uh, they would make even more income off the deal. And introduce somebody we're have hey, guess what? You have a hunter's ed class. You just passed your class. Let's go on out. You're invited out this afternoon. Anybody? It'd be part of your graduation. Part of your graduation present. Just like uh, Trinity uh, Sportsman's does. You know, when you do it through the boat class, they'll go, hey, you want to go hog hunt with? You don't have to, but if you want to go on a hog hunt, we'll take you on a hog hunt. Yeah. I know Test they used to do skills. that, but I think the property they were using at one point fell through, and it would be nice to see maybe FWC allow that on, on that property I was talking about. Wouldn't that be an awesome partnership? Oh, wouldn't it be? 
I would, I would, I would be behind that one hundred percent. I guarantee anybody listening to this but show. But I, I think too. we have to have a change in some uh, local leadership. Local, as in where? In Tenor Lakeland, Tenerock. Really? Yeah. Before that's going to happen? Yeah. How many youth do you think it, that place could support on a hog hunt basis? Twenty, thirty? I'd have to really take a look at it. I, I, there's a lot of neat neat parts of that property but i'm not super intensely knowledgeable on the upland portion of it now would you think that it but would i be... did see a nice gobbler during alligator season <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing what people see when they look at a picture uh would you be more inclined to just say archery only or would you allow rifle or pistola hunting as well there's plenty of room shotgun. For, for any of it really there's yeah there's there's Look up how large Tenerock is. You can I don't think a, a lot of people know how exactly how big it actually is because they go there, they go to one lake, they do some fishing, they go out, they check out, and they leave. So, I mean, if you go, I'm working at, on it, but I need you? some help. Good for who do you need help from? Just a few more people to get engaged. Call Chuck Ishnawaka. Chuck Chuck is one of the active people. There's there's like a dozen active people in the state trying to work at changing like stuff like that with FWC. That would be an awesome thing. I mean, they'll jump all over a fishing tournament like a June bug, you know, but, but uh, something like that where they already have the property, they already have it established. All you basically have to do is go set up some blinds. Yeah. And uh, if you wanted to, I guess, can the FWC actually put out feeders on their own property? Why not? Okay. Do you think the hogs get into a trap mysteriously? Yes. It's by osmosis. Oh, no. They're putting out feed. Oh, oh you think so? Yeah. Think that's how they're doing it in Missouri? Feeding the wildlife? Yeah. Do you think no. they're feeding them to get them in there? I'll have to show you a picture of their trap uh, situation that they actually use to catch hogs with. I think you'll be pleasantly <laughs> surprised by it. Hey, what do you think we bait the bear traps here in the Florida with? Even even the hair snare traps. Donuts. No. We're not using palmetto berries in another natural forage. <laughs> I can tell you that. Hey, Krispy Kreme, if you're not going to use those donuts, can I borrow those real quick for you and see if we're taking some hair samples out for areas? We got some. Want to see if there's any uh, bears in the area? All right, we're going to take a break for the top of the hour. We come back. We're going to talk with uh, Chad Nolte. He's going to give us a little rundown on the event he's got coming up out at Fishhawk Sporting Clays be a good time if you have a youth that might be want to be involved this would be the man you want to talk to we are the big and wild outdoors brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and brandon ford stay with us hour number three is just around the corner <laughs> 